0: brought up in this cult called the COG, Mm -hmm. uh, the Children of God. And, uh, you know, I was very... Well, music wasn't allowed. We weren't cultured. We weren't really allowed to watch movies. You know, we had a list of, like, specific movies that were okayed, um, that didn't conflict with any cult beliefs.
1: Do you remember any of them?
0: Oh, gosh. Um, Well, you know, cartoons... You know, Sound of Music was on the list, which I still love. Don't, don't that's so anyone. weird because that's about
1: a group of people that escaped a thing. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't they afraid you were gonna find the hills and be like, you know what, the hills are alive. Uh. <laughs> this is Tokyo tonight.
0: Tonight.
1: There we go. Hey.
0: What's up? How are, How are you? you? I'm, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, good. I'm so oh. excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: No problem. Thanks for coming on. Um, I loved I got to listen to it uh a couple weeks ago. Uh Make Me Baby. I absolutely love it. It's incredible. You have an amazing voice, by the way.
0: Aw, oh, thank you.
1: You're welcome. Um I like that you're uh I like how comfortable you are. I love when people come on the show and are just like like you're on a bed, which is just amazing. <laughs> it was like you, Joshua Raiden, and somebody else had just come on and they were just like kick. One dude was laying down, I think eating chips. I think it was <laughs> I think it was Artalexicus was on his couch eating chips and I was like this is makes me so happy. <laughs> well,
0: so I've got an excuse, but I I you know, I'm in my in my boudoir, so I Very thought nice. um uh, so I thought I, I I should get dressed too, too, too fancy. But I had like five leg surgeries back to back. Oh, my goodness. And I'm wearing these stockings, from Char- which aren't the sexy kind. They're like right, the right. medical kind. Mm-hmm. So um, I figured this was going to be my, my attire for today.
1: I have a feeling even if you were wearing the medical kind, they would still be sexy. I'm going to go out on I, a limb and I, say that.
0: You know, I I picked the sexiest ones they had. And this is a really cool Japanese kimono, which is that is awesome. absolute, Absolute favorite. But yeah, no, it's it's casual but but chic.
1: I love it. It's so good. Um one of the things I wanted I've kind of been asking everybody is this in general, like how are like how have you been holding up like through I mean, we're basically coming out of the pandemic at this point. I think LA, you're out in LA, that's kind of opened up. Um Everything seems to be coming back. Are you feeling like you're ready to get back out there and do some stuff?
0: I am so ready. (laughs) Uh, I am so ready to get out there and and do some shows and make some noise. You know, I was was really lucky to have had the opportunity to write with a bunch of people during the pandemic. You know, a Mm. lot of the music industry was shut down and luckily for me, i had um a lot of opportunities to work and songwrite on zoom which i didn't even know was possible but hey it, it yeah worked. so um yeah so you know i was writing with different people in new york in jamaica in germany wow. in london like it was just really cool so i have yeah, been you- working especially this year yeah. last year was kind of like what the fuck is going on are we gonna get invaded by aliens (laughs) what is how is this airborne like what is happening so
1: the alien thing would have been so much cooler i know i would have preferred it every now and then i was always hoping to turn on the news and see that something was crawling out of the fucking ocean just to you know just to spice things up a bit
0: oh my god don't get me started i have seen (laughs) so much weird stuff i don't want to swear i have seen so much weird stuff in the ocean like no, I'm not kidding. So, Shitty Princess and I, we were writing, uh, and you know, we we took we took a little smoke break outside, mm-hmm. and we see this like glowing. I, I can't explain it. I don't know what it is, but it was like a glowing island. It was green, wow. and it was so close to the shore, and it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't moved by you know the waves or, or like the, the waves the, the motion of the waves. It just was kind of stagnant. Slowly moving in the shallow part of the water, and it was That's like creepy. green, green neon, and it was like an island. It was like a a, a circle, and it was, I mean, pretty large. And wow. we brought a few people out, so it's not just us. And <laughs> no, it wasn't the sativa. I swear. Okay. Um, I was yeah, ask. no. <laughs> and that wasn't the first time. No, I've seen weird. I've seen weird stuff in the ocean. Yeah. We, you know, this last year for sure.
1: I so- wish I could see cool shit. My friend took me out one time to the uh, like middle of the beach because she was like talking to some woman at one point who like told her she could contact aliens. And then she was like, You need to come with me. To-. And of course she was gorgeous. So I was like, Yeah, I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, so I was just like, like Yeah, I'm not stupid. I'll go to the beach alone. It's fine. Um, and we went or whatever. And I didn't get to see anything though. Like everybody else has these experiences where they get to see shit and like nothing's I wanna see it, but it's not happening
0: well who knows you may get your wish
1: i need to hang out with you i need to hang out with you and go uh wherever you went to see that green thing of the ocean
0: you know in malibu it's like it's 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 it was it was the the most odd thing ever i can't explain it don't know
1: yeah did you like uh getting to be able to like because you said you were talking to people like you got to talk to people and work with people in germany all that stuff do you feel like you're going to continue that kind of stuff now that like you've kind of figured out the streaming uh collab stuff or or not so much
0: well you know so i have practically an album ready and nice. i'm i'm in between like doing sort of single 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 or single single ep album mm. i don't know that part i've i've i'm I'm just I'm, I'm i'm deciding on but i've got a bunch of really cool songs with so many cool people and, awesome. um, yeah, I've, I've got an archive, so I'm, I'm excited about that.
1: How do you feel about the hard... single stuff? Do you, do you normally like, cause that's a, that's a, uh, an interesting topic too, is like, I've talked to a bunch of artists who either love release, still like releasing like a full album, you know what I mean? That starts right. from beginning to end. But a lot of people that I talk to just do like to do the single thing. Cause they feel like people's attention spans can't handle a whole album anymore
0: it depends you know i've heard both i've heard um releasing an ep or you know slash album is is has its has its benefits because of because of you know getting 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 some sort of you know a lot more cred but Mm -hmm. then you've got uh single releases that you know where you can really just campaign and just build a following and and you know if you do a drop a month um is is kind of what i'm seeing a lot you know everyone sort of focuses on a campaign each month to build like a nice amount of streams and followers and and hype so it just it kind of depends what you want to do and where you are at at your particular spot
1: do you think you work better creatively like when you're working on when you get to focus on like one particular song and then you know you're going to release it or do you think you work better when you're knowing you're doing a collection like for an album
0: oh gosh um <laughs> i don't know i kind of just see what the what the moment provides and what we're supposed to do and and i just kind of do it nice yeah know? so it's
1: just feeling it
0: yeah going That's with cool. flow you know th- these last two years you kind of have to I've, I've learned a lot of patience i've learned a lot of you know, just to let go and kind of see where 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 things are leading and heading. And Mm -hmm. um, I think being a control freak is great. It has its place, but also, you know, just just being intuitive and, 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 uh, you know, just seeing where things lead is also really important, too.
1: Yeah, would you say you're more of a control freak? Or do you like to just kind of like go with the flow?
0: I would say I'm a little bit of both.
1: Okay, that's a good balance to have, though.
0: You know, I think it's my star sign and my rising sign that are co- constantly in conflict. I don't know.
1: <laughs> um, Did you, so I know, you know, you had an interesting upbringing. Yes. Um, I'd love to know how, you know, uh, being in the cog or whatever, it, and then how that kind of affected your music or where you learned to, like, appreciate music on that level. You know what I mean? Like, while you were, because you were in, yeah, you can talk about it.
0: Well, so I was brought up in this cult called the COG, Mm -hmm. uh, the Children of God. And, uh, you know, I was very, well, music wasn't allowed. We weren't cultured. We weren't really allowed to watch movies. You know, we had a list of like specific movies that were okayed, um, that didn't conflict with any cult beliefs.
1: Do you remember any of them?
0: Oh, gosh. Um... Well, you know, cartoons. You know, Sound of Music was on the list, which I still love. Don't. That's don't, so weird finally... because that's about a
1: group of people that escaped a thing. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't they afraid you were going to find the hills and be like, you know what, the hills are alive.
0: Uh... <laughs> They're alive. No. Um. So, gosh. Uh, like Robin Hood, and okay. um, gosh, there was this. Uh, straight talk with Dolly Parton and, and, oh and, God. uh, James Woods.
1: Right. I remember that movie.
0: Um, it, it literally like maybe 10, maybe 10, maybe 20 movies were on the list and we just kind of rotated them mm-hmm. and we weren't really in touch with, you know, current music or, you know, what the charts were at the time. And, wow. you know, I, I, I really grew up without that. So, but at the same time, we were me and my siblings, we performed since we were really young. So you know we knew how to perform, we knew how to sing, but at the same time, we weren't very influenced by any kind of outside uh, culture. Okay So yeah, it was a gradual process of just learning things and just growing up and you know, just just discovering just life and the world. And you know, I, I was raised in India. For the, for the beginning part, I was born in India. Mm-hmm. And then after India, my parents moved to the Soviet Union. So like, wow. as a kid, as a really young kid, I was used to like sandals and flip-flops oh. and that kind of thing. Uh, and then all of a sudden it was these crazy minus, you know, 20, 30 temperatures. Never Jesus. seen snow. Never seen snow. We were just mm-hmm. talking about that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: so,
0: Yeah. no, uh, you know. I just, yeah, experienced severe cold, uh, temperatures. So that was very odd. Um, and then, you know, we traveled a lot, uh, and, um, I always feel like people who maybe
1: haven't seen snow, I'm like, always wonder if they wonder if like, you know, especially when you're a kid, if they just think God's like erasing the color, you know what I mean? Like, do you have like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, is that weird? Like, they're just like, everything's white. Like, it's gotta be weird. Right.
0: No, the, I remember the first time I saw snow, it was in Germany, and I was about five. Mm-hmm. And um, it was around Christmas time, and I saw, yeah, just everything turned white, and I just couldn't stop looking outside. It was just, wow. I just couldn't believe it. I, I guess my mind was so conditioned to India, and then I saw snow and cold, and it was just, yeah, we built, That's I awesome. remember my first snowman that I built. It was just very odd. <laughs> yeah, it was very odd.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that's, you're like, you're like the second person so far to tell me that they had never like experienced snow before because they lived in a warm climate. So it's just bizarre.
0: You know, it, it happens.
1: Do you know what were the first, um, cause like I, you know, you said you couldn't experience, like you couldn't listen to the top of the charts. Was there like somebody would sneak you music? Like how did you actually wind up?
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. I would take a train and I'd hear something and I'd, I was fascinated with Michael Jackson. I think Michael Jackson was a huge impact on me. I remember um, being at this truck stop in Hungary, out of all places, and it was like close to Budapest, I, I think. And um, you know, we were my family and I. We were all sitting down to have something to eat, and then I saw um, in this little tiny, the you know, the tiny little portable TVs. Um, I saw uh, Michael Jackson perform the Earth song. Oh, and yeah. I was just I mean I think it was like I was probably 6 and I remember staring at that uh TV box and I was just like you've got to be kidding me this <laughs> guy is so cool like yeah. that was if any if anything was cool I was like that guy is cool <laughs> that's a cool dude um yeah uh I would I would I would be influenced by friends of mine or you know they would want to show me something but i would usually have to sneak it i'd have to sneak you know listening to music i sneaked putting on makeup i sneaked coloring my hair wow. i wanted to do it all i sneaked wearing high heels boys <laughs> uh pot cigarettes it all happened
1: did and you ever it, get caught
0: of course i did i once got <laughs> caught and, no I, I once got caught and got put on Oh, like, I don't want to say house arrest because it sounds super severe, but I was I was really I was I was in I was in deep, in deep surveillance. Can I say shit? I want to. Yeah. Say oh, that.
1: you can curse on here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Go fucking nuts. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: No, it was, I was in deep shit for about two years. Once I got caught, um, I was in Ukraine at the time. OK. In Kiev. And I had this room with a window that was like literally this big. And it was at the, it was at the top. So it was like a window, which didn't open, but just at the very top of the window, there was one section that opened Mm -hmm. and I figured out how to ninja my way out every night um, for about half a year. And I would, I would sneak I would sneak, uh, sneak off to the local clubs and the local discos and dance to some good techno or some dance music. And, um, oh, it was so fun. And, you know, there were boys, <laughs> there was a uh, pot, lots of pot, um, you know, some drinks. I definitely experienced clubbing at a very, very early age, I have to say.
1: Well, how, so you kind of knew that this was bogus, that you were in a cult, right? Mm-hmm how did you figure that out? Like from being, from being involved in it in a young age, like what was the thing that turned you to go like, okay, this is bullshit and I'm going to well, go sneak out and go clubbing.
0: Well, because it's fun. Cause I was, <laughs> I was just appealed by, I, I just wanted to have fun. You know, right. I think, I think any teenager is like, you know, just want to have fun. Like sure. this is fun boys, fun, dancing, fun. And, um, you know, I just, I just, uh, I just had had so much fun being out and about. And I was a really good dancer. Or I, I thought I was a really good dancer. And I was also very tall. I was a tall uh, preteen or teen. Okay, I was very tall. And um, I was actually just like a tiny bit shorter than I am now. So, uh, you know, nobody asked me for my ID. And I just kind of got away with everything by just smiling.
1: Wow. <laughs> nice. And then were you, what What was the thing that got you out of there too? Because you said, uh, I think you told me that basically uh, you were signed by a major label that mm-hmm. wound up saving your life. But was that while you were still uh, involved in the cult or did it happen later? Like, what was the thing that got you out of it?
0: So, you know, my siblings and I had been performing since we were kids and mm-hmm. we supported, we supported the cult. Uh, sometimes we had two or three shows a day. So we were real seasoned performers. And we did right. that really well. So when I thought about leaving, you know, there are these basic things that you don't even know you don't have like a social security number, I didn't even know that one needed to have that to work. Wow. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know how to get a bus ticket, like I basic things I had absolutely no idea about, but I knew mm-hmm. how to, you know, perform for 10,000 people. And I knew I like, it's, it's weird. So I thought, well, you know, here we are making so much money for the cult. Like, why don't we, why don't we just leave and then (laughs) get signed to a major and Mm -hmm. then pocket all the money? Wow. And, and that's literally what it, that's literally how I I had this conversation with my siblings. And I was just like, this is what we're going to do. And they were like, but how? And I'm like, I don't know how, but we're just, you know, we're going to do some showcases. We're going to audition. We're going to do all these different things and look, we're fucking good. So, you know, we're bound to get a deal. And um, funnily enough, uh, we uh, showcased for every major label in Germany. And um, it was practically yes, 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 yes. Everybody was a yes. And um, we then ended up, you know, choosing which one we wanted to go with. But yeah, it was hard because our parents were like, if you do this, if you endeavor in this, you can't come home, and you're responsible for the rest of your siblings. So, like, Jeez. you leave, but all cults are kind of like that. They they ostracize you, and they make you feel like you're this outsider that has, you know, seen the world, and now you are tainted and cannot come back. Or, right,
1: right. I, I don't know. <laughs> did you ever feel like Did you ever feel like bad about leaving your parents, though, or did you know that it was just a bad situation? You had no choice. <sighs>
0: You know, I did because I had two younger siblings um, that I really loved. And look, I love my parents. My my dad passed away. It's actually his birthday today. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. But I love both my parents. And you know, I think leaving my younger, my two younger sisters was the most hard uh thing for for all of us siblings. And you know, surely enough, you know, we got signed and. And I think, you know, both of our parents were really proud of us and they were proud of the choices that we made. And, um, yeah. And then eventually we, we started seeing everyone and, you know, it wasn't that, uh,
1: so they got to see you actually, you know, come into your own and perform and do that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it was so, I remember the first time I brought my two younger siblings to like this huge shows, I don't know, it was like maybe 10,000 people. Wow. And um my little sisters kind of like after the show they didn't look at us the same they were kind of like I don't know they're just like (laughs) okay you guys are like really cool and I'm like it's just you know this is yeah yeah. this is work this is what we do you know
1: that's very sweet though I'm glad because it seemed like it you know you pulled yourself out of that and then they kind of realized you know you were more important than uh you know whatever they had come into
0: yeah. No, uh, that absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but sometimes you just got to go with your hunch and I had a hunch and I, and I knew it, it was just, I, I knew we could get signed. I knew we could get out. I knew we could, uh, you know, do something really cool. And um, luckily it all kind of just happened exactly the way I, I wanted it to. So, you know, I think there was divine intervention of course. Right. Um, But yeah, you know, we we all had so much fucking fun it was ridiculous it was like cult life secluded and then you know we emi put us through interview training so we learned how to you know just how to how to how to how to you know because we were, we were we were very cult based and very cult-like right so we slowly got reconditioned into you know I, I want to say sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but. Um,
1: <laughs> Which is yeah. a much better cult if we have to much, ask anybody much, to much choose. Better, yeah.
0: Much better. Yeah. But uh, we slowly got reconditioned and, um, yeah, we were really good at it. You know, we were really good at uh, performing and, yeah. What was
1: the thing that came first for you? Was it like writing music and stuff like that that you slowly started to realize? Or was it the singing? Like, what was the thing that, you know, you realized, oh my God, I'm fucking talented?
0: <laughs> um, no i think it was performing it was performing um you know uh we were all really good performers and you know yeah i mean commanding a stage is is a task it is Mm -hmm. not for everyone and there are some people that you know have terrible stage fright and they just you know they just they dread that part and they like the behind the scenes part more and they like you know studio and 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 recording and producing and all that kind of stuff for me i love performing performing is just you know all the drugs i need nice. and um
1: one yeah, of the viewers I'm, had asked um because you have such a strong you know stage performance and stage presence do you ever feel transformed by the energy of the crowd
0: absolutely absolutely yeah no it's 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 a vibe and um you know you've got to break break through this barrier, and it usually comes after the first or second song. And mm-hmm. then once you've once you've broken that barrier, you know, you, you're you sort of in sync with the crowd. And it's just, it's magnetic, it's magic. It's, you know, it's what I, it's what I live for. It's so fun. yeah, it's so fun. Yeah.
1: I know what you mean. I, I love doing that kind of stuff, too. Do you find that I always like asking uh, performers, you know, whether they're comedians or musicians or whatever, what do you do to calm down? Like, cause it is a high, like I have a hard time coming down after a show because sometimes I'll spend the entire night awake, you know what I mean? Or like just right. thinking of other things, or starting to be creative. Do you have to like force yourself into like a calm, like to bring yourself down from that? Like, how do you do it?
0: No, I, I you know, I've been doing it since I was three years old. Um, for me. Yeah. I, I usually just go, go to bed. I really do. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm usually just out, just out for. Teach out, me,
1: please. Out. I can't do it.
0: Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I partied so much as as a younger, in my in my in my younger teen years. I partied so much. I'm not a huge partyer, so I know a lot of people that, you know, perform and then it's like a all night or till four a.m. That's. I mean, I can do that, but sure. it's it's yeah, it's not. It's not my, it's not my thing. I I mean,
1: kind of you're basically you're just like, uh, because I'm not a child, John. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right, I guess if that's what you want to do, <laughs> if that's um, how you be about it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, you know, look, there are some, I've had some really cool parties, and there are some parties that are still yet to to, to even have, have. But oh. uh,
1: you got any planned coming up? Anything I can get in on? <laughs> just
0: Ignore well me. i mean you know these last couple of years have been pretty uh pretty dead pretty silent yeah. The um you know not too not too many i mean there's the occasional like house party there's you know in malibu or uh when i when i went to london there's these kensington park garden parties and i was just like it was in lockdown like how <laughs> you guys no no i'm not kidding so you switch on the news you switch on bbc and they're like Breaking up these frat parties with like yeah. these four college students, and then I got invited to this to this uh, party at, at Kensington Park Garden, which is you know prime real estate. Mm-hmm. And they had a hired DJ, and there's like you know you can hear. I, I was I was arriving in my Uber, and you can hear the party like blocks away. Right, and I was just like, you guys, and then and they were they were they were. He, he, uber after uber that was coming in with 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 food and alcohol and i was just like how does this happen right how do you guys get away with this this is just insane
1: yeah that's crazy i know but I other, th- other than
0: that that party and a few others you know it's not it hasn't been too uh
1: are you good at um like juggling like the hollywood situation though i mean you know because you have been performing for such a long time. I like the idea that after a show, it doesn't affect you in the way it might affect other people. You said you just kind of chill out and go to bed, but how do you yeah. navigate like, you or know, smoke weed,
0: I smoke weed, I'll have like, <laughs> I'll have, like a joint and like, watch a movie and then just kind of get, you know, just kind of get settled. Um, right. Juggling Hollywood. I mean, I've lived all over the world. LA is for sure the weirdest beast Mm -hmm. um it should be an island I was telling you that yeah it should be its own island um I've lived all over and this has been uh an experience um it's got its pros and cons I mean I do love Los Angeles um I think you've got to leave every few months and just get out even if it's just to the mountains or you know to 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 a to a nearby state or whatever Mm-hmm. You know, cause, cause there's life, there's life outside of Los Angeles right? And, and people, when they're here, it's like, it's so, it's such a, it's such a bubble and it's like, yeah, you get so consumed and, um, with your circle of friends and just, you know, how people do things here. And I think it's really important to just get some, some time off and, um, get some perspective and, you know, do some, do some, do some other things. Yeah, it
1: definitely sucks you in in a a weird way. I always felt like, uh, you know, that no matter what you were doing when you were there, you were always on the clock because everybody around you, everybody in line, everybody sitting down at the cafe Mm -hmm. is talking about show business. They're talking about a script or a guy they knew or an audition they had or whatever. And you don't know who's around you like you don't know. So you always have to kind of go out looking somewhat your best. You know what I mean? Like there's even those people who are really good at looking like they just rolled out of bed, but they really didn't because that's an that's their own look. So it's it's just fucking weird. It, it was very it was a lot of odd pressure to be there, even for, a you know, I mean, it was my when I was living there. It was like my first time, like actually kind of living there. So I didn't know what the fuck I was doing.
0: Yeah, no, I totally get it. I totally get it. And I haven't met or haven't been to a spot or, or a city that is like this. Um, I love New York. New York has doesn't have this vibe. No. Um,
1: yeah. New York doesn't I- care about you. like any of us you know what i mean like
0: i like that so much i like that so much i mean you know the east coast you know they're 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 europeanized and um i'm you know i'm european so i i feel like there's more art and culture and nobody really gives a fuck right and um things are just so much more laid back and 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 just you know cool
1: yeah absolutely would you ever live out here
0: i would i absolutely would i have been thinking about it um i have been thinking about it it is on my mind and it makes flights to europe so much shorter too mm-hmm. and the jet lag as well yeah so i have i'm gonna pretend
1: i understand and agree with you there yeah no totally whenever i go to europe no i don't go to europe but <laughs> i wish i did that'd be cool um no because
0: i have all my family there I'm literally... yeah i'm alone here on this on this continent i mean out of my yeah things and, and is it hard slings. well so my mom's in germany and my youngest sister's in germany and everyone else is in london mm-hmm. it is hard uh i have the coolest uh little niece who just turned three and i mm. miss her so much and you know little kids grow up so fast and you know i see her you know twice a year And and, you know, every time I see her, she's just that much bigger and talks. Yeah. And does all these cool, fun things. And I have to FaceTime with her all the time to just make sure she remembers me. And um, yeah, I know family for me is so important. It's 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 number one.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Family in England, too. And it's kind of the way we all communicate is FaceTime and stuff. So it's it's kind of interesting because you still don't get like I first of all, they're going to be stunned that I'm not uh, tall. Uh, cause I feel like, you know, when they're little kids and you're on FaceTime, it doesn't matter. Like, I think people always imagine it, but I'm like, I'm pocket size. So it's going to be interesting. They're going to be taller than me eventually. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is weird. I mean, I like the, it, I like this because I get to meet people that I wouldn't otherwise meet. You know what I mean? Because it's totally, but it is weird when you see people in person for the first time after it, okay. you know, like it's kind of a, it's kind of like, where do I look? Uh, cause where's the ring light? And And then there's no ring light. Right. Yeah.
0: Huh. Well, I think I think what you do is really cool. Thanks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, but I'm glad you guys are thinking of moving out here. I'll have a, a spare room for you and Elijah. You guys can crash here. Uh-huh. Um. No, I'm just kidding. You don't want to. You don't want to live in New Jersey. Um. <laughs> but it'd be nice. Um. How did you guys actually wind up uh, meeting? Because that's kind of like how at what point in your career like did you guys meet on the road or what was that like?
0: So um it was so odd. So I wrote this, I was signed to Universal. And Mm. um, as 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 my publishing company. So they hooked me up with a bunch of different um, sessions here in Los Angeles, and I would fly back and forth. And uh, I wrote this song with this really talented man named Jason Miller, who was signed to Manson's label. And he used to do Yeah, he used to do like you know, rock, and now he's 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 doing country. I mean, he's such a talented guy. So we wrote this song, and I went home. I went, you know, I went back to Germany, and and you know that was that. And I get this Facebook request on my private Facebook, cause like I've got a band page, and then I've got my private Facebook. Mm-hmm. Page. So I get this request, and it's this guy named Elijah Blue, and he has two profile pictures, two. Uh oh. and let me tell you what they are okay okay so there's one picture and it's his back in a phone booth and then there's another picture <laughs> and it's black and white and he's i think smoking a like a, like a cigarello or a cigar right and it's, like he's wearing glasses and it's just smoke everywhere that's cool but i did i know but like I, I couldn't i couldn't i didn't know what he looked like yeah so i i uh I, I kindly said you know, um, and also I thought this was maybe a a, a what do you call it, like a catfish account or fish? sure, catfish. yeah
1: you have to be careful of those.
0: So I was just like yeah I'm, I'm sorry I don't add people I don't know. And um, he responded and he was like yeah you know you wrote with my buddy Jason, and I was like Jason oh yeah right yeah I wrote with Jason. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. That was a while ago. That's so odd. All right. Um, okay. I guess he knows Jason. <laughs> <So> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll add you. Um, yeah. Then we, we started chatting and we talked about music and we talked about LA. I wasn't super excited that he was from LA. <laughs> um, I really wasn't. And, um, yeah, cause I, cause I, I, I had a, I had a little boyfriend. Who was from LA? Who didn't see snow? The one I was telling you about.
1: Okay, that dude. All right, all right. I
0: was just I so was red flag
1: of... goes up. So that yeah, wait a minute, so... that's that's a couple red flags. It's it's only two profile pictures. I know. Slid into your DMs. Yeah. Claims yeah. to know another person you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now fucking uh, hasn't seen snow. It's not good. No, 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 no.
0: So good. The, no. So no, so so yeah, this guy I I saw for a minute hadn't seen snow. Okay. Um so uh so no we started chatting and then we exchanged phone numbers and i thought he was he sounded really really um hot on the phone and yeah no we went out we went on my first and last blind date which was so odd Mm because blind dates are are horrible cringe and hard and just um so weird so the first date was just awful and um, I was downing Cosmopolitans because I just felt like, I just I was just like, what am I doing? Uh, you know, blind dates. I just couldn't believe I was on a blind date. And I lied to my siblings because I didn't want them to think that I went out with a complete stranger whom I never met before. Right. Um, so, yeah. That's how like, start. Well, <sighs> <laughs> You know... Yeah, so I was like, yeah, no, if, if anything bad, if anything goes se- south, like my siblings will think that I'm with, with you. Know, they won't even know where I am. So anyways, all these thoughts that are going on in my mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, no, so the first date was just really cringe. And I thought, yeah, but I went home bothered. That's the feeling I remember. I remember going home and I was bothered. I didn't know if I liked him or hated him or a combination of both. I had no idea, I just felt bothered. Right. And um, on the weekend, he was like, "Yeah, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna go out, go out on a, go out and, and get some food or something." And I was just like, "Really?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're really gonna do that?" um But yeah, after the second date, we were inseparable. And um, yeah, he's he's a really cool dude. I um, I'm 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 so happy to have met him.
1: Awesome. How so long happy- you been married?
0: I've been married for eight years. Awesome. Cool. And, yeah. And together for ten. Just so odd. Wow. Um, yeah. But no, I mean Elijah's amazing and he's the love of my life. And I'm he's my best friend. So we've had we've had some really, really good times together.
1: Nice. And the mm-hmm. family dynamic has gotta be pretty interesting and pretty cool, like a perspective had too, because it, especially coming from where you came from, starting to perform there. Right. having to navigate it on your own and then being thrust into, you know, that particular share is your mother-in-law.
0: Correct. And
1: then it's also, true. True. yep. And yeah. And I was going to say, so did you, how much of an adjustment was that for you, especially like mentally fit? You know what I mean? To like, you know, deal with all that.
0: I don't know. I just kind of, you know, just sort of went with the flow. Um, you know, she's a really cool, Uh, really cool lady um she's been amazing to me and um i've learned so much from her she's really she's an exceptional exceptional woman you know Mm -hmm. and um yeah uh it's 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 been yeah no it's been almost uh 10 years that we that we all know each other and it's been really cool nice yeah
1: and, the, and just the uh, basically is it the same kind of feeling for you as far as like just dealing with like press and stuff like that or anything like that or because you do seem very chill like as far as like everything that you've been been through in general like you have a, you have a pretty good outlook on stuff so it's impressive.
0: you know I, I think being positive is is key to to life and um, you know I've been through some crazy some crazy stuff in my earlier years in my, in, yeah, in, 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 in the cult, but, um, you know, it's a gradual, it was a gradual process. It wasn't just, you know, from one day to the next, it was a gradual process of like, you know, finding yourself and finding out certain things about life. And, um, yeah, I think it's, I think everything happens for a reason and it either makes you or breaks you. And, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's how I... That's
1: how I that's how I think Uh, she retweeted something of mine once during like early Trump era. And when I tell you it fucking exploded, <laughs> oh I was not God. I was not ready Um, for but I don't even know how she found it. I have no idea. I don't know how any of that shit works for the most part. I'm like, you said that's you were basically like a Luddite. with. The, so I just like I fired something out there making fun of Trump or something and she caught wind of it and it just like. But boom, like the next day, it was fucking everywhere. And I was like, you know, being interviewed uh, on some news channel asking me what it was like. And I was just kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, it was fucking awesome. What are you talking about? I don't know what the deal is. But yeah, it was pretty weird. And then like Rosie, like found it, tweeted it like it was it was pretty nuts. And then, you know, it died down, obviously. But I can't you know what I mean? Like, that's intense. Like, that's a weird day for somebody. And you're like, just right. living it. So it's it's crazy. I'm just going to well, go back to the your weed point and be like, yeah, just to get high every day. That's fun.
0: No, you know, oh my gosh, I used to be such a pothead and I'm going to, I'm going to be really honest with you. So I smoked anywhere from like 10 to 20 grams a day. Holy I, shit. Yeah. Me and, me and Snoop Dogg. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, I love Snoop. I love What's Snoop the most Dogg.
1: famous person you smoked weed with?
0: <sighs> Don't make me go there.
1: <laughs> I mean, I you brought up Snoop Dogg, and now I, don't I gotta smoke know. And
0: tell. No, I'm just because he's he, you know, he's known. For,
1: yeah, of course, of course. So much weed. Yeah. Um, William Snoop Dogg. I don't. Dog. I, don't
0: sm- I don't smoke and tell. But so <laughs> I was. I mean, pretty much uh, smoking pot every. And I sh- I shouldn't say pretty much because it was every day. Right. Every day for about five years until I was in London during this um, lockdown during the holidays last year. And I found myself, you know, because it's 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 not legal over there, right? So mm, I found myself, yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess they get their stuff from Amsterdam. I want to say I don't I don't know, but I'm guessing. Probably. So, and you know, during lockdown, like that was, you know, it you know, it's kind of scarce. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I found myself going to Victoria Station and just like, oh, I can't believe I'm this person doing this. So, um, yeah, when I got back here, I wanted to self-quarantine for 10 days. And, uh, the first thing I wanted to do was, uh, order some, uh, some, some pot. And that's exactly what I did. And I had this brown paper bag sitting on my, uh, hotel table. And I just was like, well, if I want to smoke, I'm going to smoke. Yeah. But. but today, I'm so tired, I'm just gonna go to bed. And then the next day, I was just like, Well, I don't feel like I need to smoke. But if I want to smoke, it's right there. And then I kind of just did that. And I don't really smoke anymore. At least not consistently. Nice. I'll have an edible once in a while with my friends or, you know, a puff on a vape, but like not, no, not what, it, not what it used to be. So, right.
1: And, and that, that makes everything. sense. I know a couple people in my life who could calm down, who could stand to calm down with it. Um, But uh, you know, I think after a while it just becomes a crutch and then you're just like used to, you know what I mean? Like it's, if you need to wake up with it every fucking day.
0: I guess, but, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge um, advocate and I think that it has its place. It's it's amazing for songwriting, amazing for, um, you know, just being creative. So it has its place. And I really thought that, uh, I I thought it would really suck to not smoke pot every day, but I, it, it just kind of happened Nice. and nobody, nobody shamed me into not smoking anymore. It was just kind of like, well, I can do this. If if I'll just do this again, if I don't, I don't. And it was, it was literally that easy. So that's cool. Yeah.
1: Um, it's got a lot of good medicinal purposes, too. I mean, I know when yeah. a, Tom on the show uses it and stuff. And my, some of my friends use it for the same thing, too. I don't like like occasionally. I'm very social. Like I didn't drink for most of the pandemic, which I think people found like shocking. But like if I'm not at a party or around other people, I what am I going to get drunk for? It's no point. Like, It's no fun to get drunk by yourself. I mean, I had my cat, but he's not going to do it Um, <laughs> unless I just force him into it, uh, which is animal abuse, I guess. Um, but yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Um, but tell me about live at San Quentin too, because that's fascinating as well. Best,
0: uh, best, best days of my life. So, uh, I flew out my brother, David King, who Mm -hmm. is a up and coming producer in London and, um, he's doing really well. I'm so proud of him so i th- i flew him out and we locked ourselves in uh one of Cher's guest bedrooms and we <laughs> smoked a shit ton of sativa and indica and i tell you why okay because when you're working with family or siblings you don't want a dick measure and you just want <laughs> you just you just don't need you don't need penises in the room so right you need to stay at the door so yeah um we we smoked a shit ton of pot and um kind of did that for about a month and we came up with all these songs Mm -hmm. but then again you know here i had all these songs i loved them i I played them for friends for friends i played them for family and then um i was like okay well i've never performed on stage by myself before like i've performed you know plenty of times but just not you know not not on my own because you're you're so used to like you know, the support of, like, different people on stage. Because if you fuck up, then someone else is going to jump in for you. And there's all these different dynamics. And um, so I thought, well, uh, I've always wanted to perform at San Quentin State Prison. It's legendary for all these um, incredible musicians and artists Mm -hmm. that that came in and and did shows there. Like, you know, Johnny Cash, my father-in-law did it as well. Yeah. Palica filmed their video there. So, um, I figured if I could, uh, perform there and ace it, whatever that meant, I didn't even know what that meant in my mind,
2: mm-hmm. but if I
0: could perform there and, um, you know, cause I can't imagine that that's necessarily a pop audience, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, I yeah. figured, like, if I could do that and, and come out successful. I, f- I could probably do any stage and that's, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so I had this idea I contacted, didn't know how to get about it at all, at all, but I contacted Ted Lou's office who helped me with my visa and, um, he put me in touch with the warden and, uh, yeah, the warden asked me for, uh, some songs. And, um, I was in touch with this amazing woman called Rafael Casale, and wait the
1: warden had to like pre-approve your Sorry, i didn't mean to interrupt you but the warden had to pre-approve a song list
0: well you know everything had to be super kosher and super wow. pre-approved and everyone had to go through background checks oh yeah, yeah totally so so yeah no i um i uh got my buddy craig tyler who's from the band crazy town mm. and he was uh he was he was he was he was uh, my dj for the day and um it was just him and i and we had to sign this waiver that said that you know whatever happens we we're not they're not responsible for for us, co- for us coming right
1: yeah here. if they rush the stage keep you as their prisoner that kind of thing they're like I, I, oh
0: gosh you know That's yeah and right. craig's looking at me and craig's like you didn't tell me this and i'm like i didn't know i didn't know it <laughs> I,
1: I am walking
0: in this this at the same time with you dude right so um no um we 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 did this show and uh it was just electric magnetic um i got two standing ovations and um you know I, I felt like i felt like i got everyone's respect and you know it wasn't like oh babe you know show us your tits or right. you know it wasn't that like everyone was like well of course you did cuz you were female and i'm like sure okay but um i i feel like we really connected um and it was an amazing show and yeah after that i uh they invited me back so i thought okay well
2: nice.
0: um i want to do a, an even bigger show so i told elijah about it and elijah's like fuck yeah i'm bringing dead ah. and i had never seen dead perform and dead this legendary cult i mean they are so cool mm-hmm um, I had never seen I had never seen them perform before, so this was a first for me too. So he was like, Why don't I why don't I bring Dedsey and then let me see if Queens of the Stone Age wanna come.
1: Oh my so, god.
0: Yeah, so so um yeah, Elijah hit up Troy mm-hmm. and um yeah, Queen to the Stone Age came in and it was just I mean it was one of those days you wish you were in prison. <laughs> so cool. I, I have to say it was so freaking cool.
2: That's great. Think,
0: you know, all the boys were, you know, it was it was a, an exceptional it was an exceptional day. And I don't think any of us are going to forget it. And just the kindness and um, the incredible people that we met and the incredible stories that we've heard. And um, it was incredible. Yeah. It was a it was a day to remember and I'm, and I'm so happy to have had those those two experiences. That's all.
1: That's fucking amazing. I love yeah. I love that you went in there and did that, and then came and went back again, and then brought uh, other awesome bands and stuff with you. Yeah. What is the vibe like after? Like after you guys get done, are you are the do they now, let you? Oh, okay.
0: Now, 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 after <laughs> that show, I right. was on, I was I was at an all time high, and so mm. was everybody. Everybody wow. was just like, I think after we left, we were just like. Ah! Oh my god, that just fucking happened. Um, It was it was insane. It was insane because it was just um, a night to remember. It was so uh, it was so incredible. Um, Yeah, I'm so I'm so happy for I'm I'm so happy and and thankful that the boys came in there with me. Uh, And I mean, Queens and Deadzzy, you know, they're I mean, incredible performers. And to be on the same stage with everybody was just insane yeah it was would just you ever go thing. back you know i i i have an open invitation to go back i've always always wanted to perform at the yard i want to perform on the yard like so for
1: cool.
0: for like half the population yeah um because so far we've just done it in the in their in two different venues but the two um venues that they had but i do want to perform um on the yard um i do or I am contemplating about doing maybe another prison because San Quentin doesn't allow filming and they filmed I heard that film and they did capture uh, both performances, but they uh, broadcast it within the prison system in California. Okay. Wouldn't release it to the public.
1: Wow. And you can't get that?
0: No, no, that's fucked up. You know, look, it it is what it is, and and I'm just glad that they uh, let us do what we did. Yeah. But that's why I'm um, thinking about doing a show at a spot at, at a prison where 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 we can film and go home with um, the footage because it's it's just it's um you know it's 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 something that I think everybody needs to experience one way or another it's just um it's so unique and um it's such a it's such a cool experience
1: yeah i i I mean yeah it's got to be i mean especially the history and i'm doing that kind of thing um i always wonder like what the requirement is for somebody in the prison to be able to go see a show like what kind of good behavior do you have to get on (laughs) like yeah to do that sort of thing.
0: So I think you have to be um, somewhat on good um, behavior. Um, although the first time I performed, um, yeah, the venue was packed. And then the second time I performed, I asked who was here for my first show and it wasn't the same crowd. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I don't know what one must do, uh, but I think, you know, anyone who's who's tricky is probably not gonna, probably not gonna attend.
1: Is there anybody like that you, um, because you got to perform with two amazing bands? Is there anybody on your list or bucket list or anything like that? Somebody that you really like to work with that you haven't yet?
0: Oh my gosh! So I have followed and uh, followed Grimes's career for years now. And I just think she's the coolest chick. She is rights. And, um, you know, she's so involved with everything that she does. And it's just, um, it's so inspiring to see a chick do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's just so creative. She's creative. She's artsy. And she's sort of unapologetically her without being a conformist in a way, you know, she's got, she's got tunes that are Um, very poppy, but, uh, you can see her passion and her vibe in her art. And I think that that's really cool. And yeah,
1: she's awesome. Mm -hmm. Cause you're working with a lot of interesting people now too. Um, coming up people that you got to work with on the album. Mm -hmm. And now is there anybody else that's coming up that you can talk about or not really?
0: Well, I've been working with a lot of people, uh, you know, I'm working with Shitty Princess, which is this uh, song that I'm releasing on December third. Yep. Uh Mitch Moses, Vince McLean in New York. Um, I've been working on some really fun stuff with David Kahn and Denise Rich. Oh nice. Handel Tucker in Jamaica, uh Uli Beck in Germany. And um yeah. I'm. Um, I've got some, some fun stuff up my sleeve and, and, uh, Wednesday who's here, here in LA, she's an up and coming producer. Um, I'm, I love working with chicks. It's just, it's something that's so new to me. Hmm. Um, I love working with Wednesday. She's just so, uh, we, we're, we, we vibe and we're on the same kind of level with artists that we like and music that we're into and sounds that we like to use. And that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Do you find you that you like collaborating more than you like working by yourself?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because you get to vibe off of different people, and you know Elijah's definitely been um, a big inspiration for me. We've we've, you know, he's he's always given me his feedback and input on my stuff, and I really appreciate it. He's such a fucking genius, that man. <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, it's ridiculous. I believe you. I just no, he yeah. really is um he's got a musical archive in his brain it's it's i don't know how he i don't know how he does it but um he's so talented
1: yeah when you were doing make me baby which is out um december 3rd Mm -hmm. uh what was it like working with shitty princess on that how was the writing process like how did that because it's it's a lot of fun i mean i won't you know it was awesome that i got to see it but it was a lot of fun
0: working with her is just it's just fun. You know, we wanted to make sure that everything that we do together is fun. We're friends. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we would just hang out, smoke pot and vibe and, you know, listen to different beats and, you know, fuck around with different stuff. And, and it was, it was literally that simple. So working with her was, was, I mean, I have to, it's different with each person I work with. Um, but with her, it was just sheer fun. Nice. To say. Yeah. It wasn't planned or scheduled or like, now we're going to do this. <laughs> like let's fuck around. So.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited about it. I can't wait until it's actually released and everybody gets to see it too. And
0: no, me too. Yeah. I'm
1: it's sure going to be excited ex- too. Yeah. It's going to be exciting as shit. Um, I've got two more questions for you before we wrap up. We ask every guest these questions. So, okay. um, First one is, if you can go back in time and talk to your younger self, what piece of advice would you give that would help you today?
0: Oh, wow. Mm. No, so I think I know. I, I think in your younger years, you're trying so hard to find out what cool is, you know? Yeah. Like I remember being 12 or 13 and thinking, and especially because I was a cult kid, I remember thinking like, oh, you know, or those kids are cool or those people are cool. And if I could tell my younger self something, I would say being authentically you is cool. Bitch. Nice. <laughs> Just be you. No, I'm not yeah. going to be you. Um, because there is only one you. And um. I think cool is being authentic and uh, you know, sure. We, we get different influences from different things, but um, everyone's unique. So I agree. Yeah, just be, awesome. just be, just be you.
1: And I feel like I might know the answer to this next one, okay. but you, you might change it up. Who knows? Um, so we ask everybody what had to end in your life, good or bad that led you to where you are today? What had to
0: end? Ooh. It would have to end. Um, well, the cult had to uh, yeah. end. And um, I think before something really good, uh, sometimes you just need to take that leap and listen to your gut feeling. And my gut feeling said exactly what I wanted to do and exactly how I was going to do it. And it wasn't something, so it's like a feeling, but at the same time, you're just, you're also like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> but um being intuitive and, and and knowing what you're capable of and not taking no for an answer and um yeah just 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 going for it and I think a lot of people don't do that anymore and that's they they need to remember that you just you you've got a goal, you wanna do it, you can do it. You know, yeah. you just gotta you gotta dive in.
1: Awesome. Love take it. Take that leap. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's crazy the time we by passed Aww. so fast, but um, you're amazing. Uh, can't thank you enough for coming on. Thank you. Um, and I hope you come on and do it again too, because I know you got more yes. stuff coming out and more yes. stuff planned. I'd love to. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Tom's going to pop in and get us out of here. Maybe he's not. I have no idea. If not, just hang around. Want to hang out for a bit? Totally. Awesome. And I will close this out um guys thank you so much for watching. there he is you (laughs) no i don't know where he is i was like where the fuck is he
2: my friend i am back
1: excellent still on a highway somewhere
2: yeah i'm still on the journey to find the perfect guest for our 100th episode so if everybody (laughs) out there wants to write in let me know who it is i'm happy to put it on the list i am uh tomorrow i'm gonna be in vegas searching for the perfect guest we're going to see what we could grab out there, but I think I'll have a much better connection in that hotel. It's supposed to be a very good suite. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Although I really enjoyed today's show, I hope everybody else did too. I hope everybody got a chance to see the whole thing, but if you didn't, make sure you check us out on YouTube at Jump Over on with Dystopia Tonight, or you can listen to it, even though it didn't have this sultry voice of mine. You can still (laughs) listen to the entire episode on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you to see his podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing you. And we have so many fun new things coming up. Tomorrow night's going to be yet another great show.
1: Yep. Can't wait. Trans-Siberian Orchestra tomorrow night. Going to be a lot of fun. I feel like it's a cool little lead into Christmas, which is cool. And then we have Stevie D from Buck Cherry to close out the week.
2: Oh, you're crazy, bitch. I love that.
1: (laughs) 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 Love that that was a nice segue little plug for them. All right, guys, have a good night. Peace.
2: Oh, did my did my stuff did I cut out?
1: You cut out, and then I just sat here while there was no exit playing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, and
1: done. And then fucking nothing happened. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no problem. I am going to say goodnight to everybody. Thank you, John, so much for carrying the show this evening, and we will see everybody tomorrow night. Good night. Peace. <laughs>